we're recording. Can you hear me all right? Hold on a minute. I need to connect to my um, AirPods. <clears throat> I might need to restart. Test, test. Okay, no, I'm good on my end. Can you say something real quick? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Can you hear me? All right, we're good to go. All right, you can hear me? Yeah. All right. We're live. Hopefully audio audible. Can you say something real quick? Uh, I forgot to check your audio. Uh, yeah, how do I sound? You sound good. But... Uh, OBS is not picking it up. Ugh, so annoying. Start OBS. Say something. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Why is this not picking it up? Uh, try say something. How do I sound right now? <clears throat> oh, do I have this reverse? No, I don't think so. Might be on me. Okay, test, test. Okay, I'm good on my end. Now say something on your end. Test, test. There we go. It's all over again. Okay, now we're good to go. Finally. Um, Okie dokie. Well, I think where we're coming at this pod from, we didn't record last week because because um, you were traveling and sick. And then, um, and what happened last two weekends ago, I guess, or a weekend ago, not this past weekend, but the weekend before uh, is when Vienna got married. And so that's what we've been up to, basically, <laughs> on top of the new job on my end. All of the episodes are edited, but I haven't uploaded them yet. That's on me. So I will get that done and then people can catch up. Uh, the one piece of feedback we've gotten so far was from, um, from Hawken. And he thought that we need to dive into the uh, content piece sooner rather than, or at least more quickly than we have in at least up to episode 13. <laughs> So that's kind of the latest. Uh, and you're still feeling under the weather. What do you think it is? Do you think it's just like a cold or whatever the heck or, you know, something different? I mean, it's probably COVID. But I don't know. How? From what? <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because you're like the only one, at least that I'm aware of. And you were staying with me, Cambria was staying with me, stayed at the other place. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know why I would have been sick for this long if it had been anything else though. Yeah, I mean a week is not crazy, but it's a little bit still. more than a week. 
It's like day nine oh. right now. Oh, I guess since you like initially, yeah, that's true. You kind of fell under the weather on Tuesday or Monday. Well, I mean, and I fully like was completely sick Monday night. Like I tanked all yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh huh. Did you get any of that stuff I sent you or told you about? Yeah, I got. The, well, I almost went through a whole bottle. Uh, well, I did go through a whole bottle of the elderberry honey garden uh, syrup, mm-hmm. and then I also drank ten of those in like two days of the uh, <laughs> immunity nice. aid stuff. Okay. So, yeah. It's nice okay. to have something other than water to drink. I got tonic water that I drank quite a bit of as well. It's just easier. Yeah, that's why I got liquids. a bunch of. I get a bunch of kombucha stuff, and I get the those life aid stuff, the community aid thing, just to have to your point something different to drink. Yeah, it gets a little old. I also made like, not like I made apple cider vinegar, lemon, honey. Yes, hot water, tea. <laughs> yeah. no leaf tea (laughs) yes um gotcha well and you're basically out of holding pattern you're not really better better not really i mean i kind of got better it's like i it's like every other day i get a little bit better so i have two days of the same and then i'll get a little bit better and then so gotcha yeah i'm definitely am better but it's not i don't know it's not it's not like a regular fever where you kind of just wake up the next day and you're like oh i'm i'm back at 80 percent." you know it's like i'm getting better at 10 percent at a time yeah gotcha um what have you been doing while you've been sick you've been able to watch anything or do anything or just been totally out of it i mean yeah i haven't i didn't do anything like when i watched a movie i felt productive that was pretty much the level of it i uh, i didn't really i mean i watched youtube i binged a couple of youtube channels uh, that i discovered and i watched one movie so good good ones or just silly stuff uh i mean i think they're good like i mean there's the content is it they're just uh both of them are midwesterners and all their content is just um midwest stuff, stuff. Got culture okay, yeah, yeah. culture yeah, yeah, stuff so stuff. um that counts uh, yeah <laughs> so i uh i i should make sure and link it down below uh, if i can remember to but i told i uh, showed jeremy Dwayne and mama's video from dry creek wrangler school mm-hmm. i showed him the marriage one and but we were three minutes in he's like dude what's that channel again i'm like dude <laughs> so he could save it i was like dude i told you this was good stuff <laughs> months ago. He's like, I know, I know. Oh my goodness, man. Well, at least I'll have a bunch of good content to consume. Yeah, I've got, we listened to that one and the one right before it. I think I've got one or two other ones to listen to from him, but uh, to get fully caught up. But yeah, I was just like, come on. He loved it. So he loved both of them. That's awesome. Because um, he was up here this weekend. And so. So yeah, that was one of the things we did. It was nice. It was uh, it tied into a bunch of we were having a, a pretty lengthy discussion on uh, the idea of 
like living, uh, living nobly and, you know, being a good man. Cause he's been watching uh, last kingdom finally again. <laughs> um, and he just finished season three and he was, you know, talking about how or reflecting on how Uhtred is, you know, not like a Christian man or, you know, whatever. Um, but he's also definitely a good man and he is, um, an honorable man. And he's someone who Christians like Bayaka or Osforth look up to and follow and will even protect or healed another one. Um, and so just a really interesting dichotomy because typically, first of all, typically all of the, all, all of the ones that I'm aware of, which I think is pretty much all of them of the Vikings related shows, they're all kind of bad people. And then they kind of pretend that so-and-so is a good person like Ragnar from Vikings. Like the dude is not a good dude. He just isn't. I, sorry. Um, he does just does not really have any substantive redeeming qualities um, of honor, nobility, or things like that. Um, in my opinion. So I think that that's more or less factual. <laughs> um, and someone like Uhtred, you know, obviously like he kills people. He is, you know, a pagan, so to speak, but he also, you know, protects people, the innocent people. He also cares about other people. He sacrifices for them. He leads. Um, he's a good leader, things like that. And so just an interesting uh, dichotomy. And one of the things, as we were talking about that, one of the things that I brought up was how, you know, from a Christian perspective, obviously, we're, you know, when you're talking about David, man after God's own heart, but the guy was literally a murderer and literally a an adulterer etc right you know like mm-hmm. okay you know what in the world how can you know how does that make sense i don't know exactly other than you know he's a man of god's own heart apparently and then second uh is you have moses right the only man that god uh, referred to as friend and he wasn't allowed to see the promised land because he you know messed up got angry with god and god was like sorry can't see the promised land um you even have uh, stories like uh, Gideon uh, and, you know, with his story of how he saved Israel with his 300 and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at the end of his life, he ended up kind of becoming a loser and kind of sucking. And, um, and so there's just multiple stories of, you know, various combinations of good, noble, heroic sort of individual sort of Gideon was like, you know, sort of walking the fine line there with how many times he needed help from the Lord (laughs) and reassurance, but um, you know, people who were followers of the Lord who weren't, you know, perfect, upstanding, great guys in every sense of the term. And so anyway, we just thought that was interesting. And we were then talking about the reinforcement of the ideal in our own life and how we want to, which we've talked about before here on the podcast, but how we want to reinforce living that way in our own life and what that can look like. And one of the ways that I think it looks like, or one of the aspects that I think living that way entails is this idea of having your belief system, your morals, whatever it is in line with, uh, or or in line, living in line with what those are for yourself. Not that you can't listen to wisdom and can't listen to input from other people and can't receive that, but that doesn't always mean that A, you have to act on it, and B, 
is there's a lot of conventional wisdom or conventional perspective or whatever it may be that is absolutely wrong and absolutely incorrect. And that might be, there's things in our family, right? That where there are family members that like uh, plural that I disagree with on some things and I don't care that they don't like my opinion, don't appreciate my opinion and or just think my opinion is flat out wrong. I don't care because my foundation, that doesn't mean I communicate in a, you know, a visceral or a harsh manner about it or anything like that. I still love one another, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not going to accept um, their perspective because I disagree with it. And for me to accept yours would be counter to the noble or moral outline that I have uh, decided is comprises my life and what I think is, you know, accurate. And so, um, and that's tough, obviously, it's the, you love just to get along with everybody perfectly, but that's not, A, that's not the way the world works generally. B, it's not the way it works just personally. Um, and so having to be okay with walking that line, figuring out how to walk that line uh, in love and in humility, but then also making sure you're staying true to that line. Do you have any thoughts on any of that stuff or like how you think about that? <clears throat> um, not, um, I don't think I have anything major. I mean, I obviously, I agree with, with what you just said, but I don't think I've got anything to add to it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the takeaways that I had from, um, from the wedding which I can't remember if we talked about this. I feel like we, we did, but it's okay. We can talk about it again for the podcast. Uh, one of the things that, one of the takeaways that I had, and probably the main takeaway, I didn't have a ton of takeaways, but this is a distinct one that I had. And it was a reinforcement or emphasis or a feeling of emphasis uh, to ensure that I am both walking in as excellent a manner as I can and then influencing the guys around me, whether that's, you know, you got my brothers or, um, you know, my few good friends, stuff like that, that I'm influencing them to walk in as excellent a manner as they can, as they possibly can. Because when you get up there, if, you know, Lord willing, I suppose, or whatever is your destiny um, to, you know, stand in front of the altar with, you know, your wife walking up the aisle, or you're about to be wife walking up the aisle at that moment, you want to be as excellent and good a man as freaking possible. You want to have no trailing issues, no trailing doubt, no trailing concerns. You want to be as right from a, I mean, if you want to talk about it from a biblical standpoint, the whole idea of, you know, Christ coming is the whole, you know, <laughs> as the bridegroom, he's supposed to be pretty freaking pure. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, you want to be um, in that same vein, standing up there in that same vein. And that was just really something that struck me. It's like, when I'm up there, like, I, I want it to be as one-dimensional situation um, as possible. And, and that's not to say that it's like, there's all this horrible stuff that needs to get cleaned up or whatever, but it does mean that how I execute and the things that I spend my time on 
or the things that I look at, like all of that stuff, shows that I watch, whatever it is, like I want that to be as good and better and better and better as possible. Um, not always from a standpoint of like, you know, am I investing in my time 100% or whatever? Like, I'm not saying you can't watch, you know, Chuck or whatever, but uh, at the same time is just ensuring that in all of those things that, uh, that I'm reaching a new level all the time, uh, which I mean, for Christians is comprised of drawing closer to the Lord, of course. Um, but that was just something that, that struck me. Because as long as that, those things are aligned, those sorts of things are aligned, then none of the circumstances really matter. None of the people around you really matter. It is you standing as independently associated with goodness and righteousness as humanly possible. And I think that there's a really, there's a lot of strength in that. So that was the one takeaway that I had from the wedding. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I asked you back when you were here, if you had any takeaways, did you, you know, I think at the time you did, you were like, nah, it seemed, you know, I'm good overall. Have you had any further thoughts or anything? No, I haven't had any major takeaways. I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. I yeah. feel like I thought more about the interactions before and after more than I did about the actual day and ceremony itself so mm -hmm. gotcha kind of just well i mean yeah wedding is all encompassing not necessarily just the ceremony but yeah well i mean i wasn't really a part of anything so you pushed avon leia down the uh down the middle so it's true part almost of that. tripped <laughs> <laughs> uh Way of the road. Yes. Yeah, well, well, I mean, one of the oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's too bad that people don't have that mindset when they're getting married in, in, in the sense of standing up there and being the best version of yourself in that moment. And I wouldn't even just say in that moment, but just preparing yourself for the journey that you are embarking on mm -hmm. but i mean it's too bad that people don't people just i don't know they're very frivolous and it's too bad because if they took it a little bit more seriously and they realized what they were doing up there you know i think that it would have a a huge impact in a positive way on their future marriage and relationship with their spouse. Yeah. Do you think that that frivolousness starts or is rooted in how they conducted or likely thought about even the conducting of the dating part? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, I think it's connected to that. And then I also think it's connected to whether or not you are comfortable with the idea of getting a divorce a few years down the road mm. versus having versus having like a lifelong commitment 
no matter what, you know? Because if that's your mindset, then you better be, you better be ready. You better be in (laughs) the best version of yourself. If you're committing, if you're actually committing your whole life to that other person, right? Mm -hmm. Other, you know, but if you have an out, then you don't have to be as serious about who you are and where you're going and your morality and righteousness and nobility. Yeah. I suppose how I would assess the necessity mm-hmm. of uh, of being ready, so to speak, or being sober about you know your engagement in in, in marriage and whatnot is the impact on the like if you're just taking from a you know if you're just taking spirituality and whatnot out of it for a second is we know that going through like divorces or bad marriages and stuff like that has horrible effect on your spouse. If you have kids, it has horrible effect on your kids. If you end up getting divorced, it has an even greater horrible effect on your kids and on your grandkids. And so it's not just a, um, I wonder how often people consider um, the idea of, uh, how often people consider the idea of divorce or being frivolous in, you know, or having maybe not as sober a, a perspective, which again, that's not to say don't enjoy it. Just understand that it's a big deal. Um, is that they don't perceive that to be a selfish choice, but at the end of the day, it is a selfish choice to behave like that or to have that mentality and that attitude. Yeah, absolutely. It's completely selfish. So I think, and I think a lot of people like want to operate from a philosophy of like, you know, this whole like self-love and, you know, do what's best for you and like soul sort of thing, which is true, right? Do what's best for you. But what's best for you (laughs) is sort of like, you can't do what's best for you in that sort of context um, and not have it also affect other people. And so there's a responsibility that comes with that. Um, Just like there's when you're, you know, single and ready to mingle. There's a responsibility to be a mature individual. Um, there's a responsibility to be a thoughtful person for your friends and for, you know, be a substantive person for your friends and for your family and whatever, you know, might be out there. Um, and so, again, it's not just an insular do what's best for you, uh, because doing what's best for you probably doesn't mean go living in the middle of nowhere by yourself until you die. And so, Therefore, you are interacting with other human beings and other spirits, other souls, uh, if, if you want to get uh, uh, ethereal about it, and you are having an effect on those people. And so you don't get to just act selfishly or in just having self-love or you know, whatever term, that's just like a you know, common one or whatever. But um, you if, if you don't that you don't get to operate in this insular in an insular world unless you're in the middle of the woods by yourself and never interact with anyone <laughs> or barely ever interact with anyone and so you don't get to you, it's just a fact and uh, unless you understand that and you're willing to deal with the responsibility of that then you need to go and reevaluate I would say yeah I think that is an accurate assessment so i'm on uh, hinge right now uh, i don't know how long i'll stay on it but whatever 
Uh, and the number one thing, this is sort of changing the subject, sort of. Uh, the number one thing that girls put on there is that they travel and they want to travel buddy. And they're from ages, I don't know, whatever it would be, 22, 23, 25, whatever it is, up to 30 something or whatever. Um, and whatever the settings that I have put on there. And I don't understand why that's a thing. But you said that you want to travel. Uh, when you were here, we were talking about you traveling and being able to travel. So maybe you can tell me more about that perspective. Because when I hear, I just want to travel and whatever, I'm like, okay, you don't want to put down roots. You just want to do fun things. You don't want to do something serious in your life. And um, I hate trying to build something here that, you know, me traveling or even just that attitude of, oh, I just love travel, which I enjoy traveling. I love traveling, but it's not a goal of mine and how I want to spend my existence. Um, and so, and obviously you're not, you know, you're a substantive person. Uh, <laughs> so I'm curious, maybe you can shed some light on that for me so that I don't just automatically swipe left. <laughs> well, I mean, from my perspective, when I say that I would like to travel, I see that as a, I mean, within certain, I don't know, it, it I see it as a ways out, first of all. Uh, it's not nothing I'm going to be doing soon. I have to work hard and get the right pieces in place before I would even want to do that. So some years down the road, and I mean, I would associate traveling with objectives, not just fun. But I mean, there are places in the world that I want to see outside the u.s and there are activities that i want to do as well so i'm not sure that i've thought on it on a very i don't know intellectual level but i mean i'm gonna have roots and then i'm gonna go out from the home base and see new things and experience new things and you know uh -huh. Who knows how often that'll be, though. But, I mean, when I say travel, I don't mean leave the country for two years. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I also would want to go to, I don't know, travel through Europe, go see some historical castles or some some such uh, yeah. thing, right? And, uh, you know, maybe a month or two at a time. I don't know. That doesn't sound so bad. But I also change my, I change my mind from year to year, naturally, as one does. So I may have a different perspective in a year or two. Yeah. <laughs> and it depends on where I'm at. Because, I mean, if I'm married and starting a family, I probably won't care about traveling at all. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I know you're nine months pregnant, but we need to go to yeah. Bulgaria. I mean, I want to go to Switzerland and see the mountains. I want to go see where they film Lord of the Rings. You know, I don't know. That sort of thing sounds like it would be fascinating and enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to go to Texas and shoot wild boars out of a helicopter with a 50 cal. <laughs> <so. laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I was watching a, uh, I don't know, travel blogs, quite the right thing, but one of the YouTubers that I don't really follow her, just every once in a while, her stuff will like show up or whatever. So I'll check in and see what's going on. And she lives in New York typically, but she's doing some sort of travel blog series thingy. And she was in somewhere in the Greek islands or something like that. Corfu, I think actually, I think it was Corfu uh, on the island of Corfu. And she was just like, she was just talking about how, oh, I'm just, I can feel myself relaxing. And like, oh, yay, great. Blah, blah, this is amazing. Uh, and on the one hand, I, with, in that case, I'm a little torn because it's kind of her job, right, to film her doing pretty things and telling us how amazing it is. Uh, and, you know, she makes money from it. So it's a little bit different than just like Sally being, I just can't live my life without traveling or it feels incomplete, or I feel sad, I feel like I'm not living life, or whatever. It's like, no, 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 again, back to one of the earliest topics we talked about was, no, 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 living life is what's happening, no matter what you're doing. You can live an interesting life, you can live an engaging life, but you're not, there's no such thing as missing out on life. You can miss out on having a good attitude, you can miss out on experiences, but that missing out in and of itself does not equate to a living a lesser life, so to speak, from an existential. <laughs> and so, but I feel like our culture has that pretty heavily baked in. And I just think it's silly. And I think it leads to, especially, um, well, to a certain extent, which, you know, this is definitely counter narrative. Uh, it leads to people not wanting to work hard or not wanting to work as hard, which I am guilty of. I, the last year and a half or so, or however long, I have not worked nearly as hard as I used to. And we've talked about this yesterday. I put in, uh, I took like maybe 30, 40 minutes worth of like ran an errand, made lunch or whatever. I worked for nine hours pretty much straight. Other than that, I would take little breaks, you know, and scroll through Instagram for a couple minutes or whatever. And then I'd go back, but I haven't done that in forever. And it felt awesome. Right. But most people look at that and they go, Oh, man, bad, sad, horrible. Oh, work hard. Ugh. And it's, I just think people have such a poor mentality about work and good work and working hard. And instead they replace it with this. I'm missing out on life. If I'm not doing these fun, crazy things that have nothing to do with making you more mature inherently, you can become mature by reflecting on the history. If you're actually studying it or whatever, there's nothing to do with making yourself a better person morally or intelligently or, uh, or intellectually, or, uh, you know, it doesn't, it's not improving the way that your brain works. It might open you up a little bit to maybe be more open to new ideas and people. That's a good thing. Um, but you can also find that through, you know, choosing to be open-minded and reading books. Um, so yeah, that's not the only way to do it. And it's, it just, I feel like it just creates a, a sense of, of loss and then they end up being upset with themselves or, you know, think that upset with how their life is and being, you know, depressed or whatever, because of these things. It's like, you can't allow that external stuff to dictate, you know, your, how you feel. You have to figure out how to live an interesting life that you think is interesting. And then also figure out how to do things that are deep and meaningful and poets and authors and writers and philosophers and music artists. I've been telling us how to do all that stuff for since, you know, mankind has been around 
And so it's not like we're coming up with, or I'm coming up with here as I'm spouting out this. I'm not coming up with something new. I'm not coming up with something crazy. Um, there's a reason that the, you know, uh, the return to stoicism or whatever um, is like a big deal uh, in, for a lot of people right now because it's ancient wisdom. Like, oh yeah, ancient wisdom. It's like, yeah, 100% ancient wisdom. Uh, <laughs> and that's not, not to say I agree with the whole philosophy and you know everything, but the point being is there's a lot to learn from and people choose not to listen. They choose not to read. They choose not to educate. They choose not to listen. And that's why people like Jordan Peterson and Jocko and some of the others have popped off. Um, and even why someone that's kind of a loser in a lot of ways, like uh, Andrew Tate popped off, right? Because they reference these things that people know and sense that they're missing. They just don't know how to, you know, how to tap into it. And so they are willing to dive off the deep end because they go, oh, yeah, because they're all sick of how they're living. Um, and it's like, okay, if you're sick of how you're living, then, you know, you know, find a doctor. And, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of how people have solved feeling sick like that in the past is by reading and by choosing to go do hard things, by choosing to go do hard experiences. It's not like I jumped on a plane and I flew to, you know, Corfu for a month or a 10 days or whatever. That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing as our ancestors saying, I'm going to sail across the ocean in a wooden boat for two months or three months or whatever it was to like get to the land where there's a bunch of hostile people. And then yes, I'm probably going to fight and kill them, <laughs> but I'm going to carve a living out of the bush and out of the woods. I'm going to build a log cabin with my own hands that takes a month or two or three or whatever. And then I'm going to go hunt my own food and I'm going to grow corn that hopefully doesn't get destroyed by the wildlife. And right, like that's completely different. And that's how people solved it for themselves. Um, and of course, like we see, you know, Greek civilization and Roman civilization, people who have gone and done those things, they end up peaking because they get all happy with themselves and then they fall off a cliff um, and become kind of sucky uh, and weak. So anyway, probably enough for a rant, but. Yes. Well, our culture is definitely on a cliff for sure. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. And like people that are people that are searching. I was watching a reaction to the Matrix this morning. I took a, it was a little chill morning. Um, and uh, in there, there, you know, the, what is the quote? The answer is out there, Neo. And it's uh, the answer is out there and it's looking for you, Neo. Uh, and it's I actually tweeted that. <laughs> uh, I just left the Neo part out. The answer is out there and it's looking for you and that should give you courage and that should give you like, don't give up on, you know, not being happy with who you are or not being happy with your circumstances. Don't give up on this feeling of wanting more. <laughs> that is a good feeling. Lean into it. I think like a culture doesn't have to be toast. And there's a lot of people who are not even a part of the cultural conversation that are just, just living their lives and actually being happy with their life. It's all yeah. the people that are having a conversation about culture that hate their life and their culture. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. anyway, do you want to talk about the, uh, the Dwayne and mama video, or do you want to save that for another chat? Yeah, I mean, it's your call. I'm totally, totally down. It's not my call. It's our call. And I asked what you want to do. Yeah, we can chat about it. Well, what'd you think about it? Uh, no. So to set it up a little bit, what we're referring to is Dry Creek Wrangler School on YouTube. 
they also have a Patreon, um, put out a, a video uh, recently with Dwayne and Deanna, mom and dad there. Uh, Dwayne refers to his wife as mama. So whenever I say mama, that's what I'm referring to. And in this context, I refer to my own mom as mama, but <laughs> um, the, uh, they basically did a video talking about marriage uh, to celebrate their 100,000 uh, subscribers, uh, reaching 100,000 subscribers and talking about, they kind of, they told a little bit about their backstory. They talked a little bit about some of the principles that they felt were important for their marriage. They've been married 31 years. Uh, they had seven kids and, uh, and they just have a lot of kind of old timer sort of, I mean, I say old timer, I think she's late forties and he's early fifties, something like that, but he comes across as being 65 or older <laughs> at times. So, uh, but, and he, his background is being a wrangler, working with horses, working construction, uh, just working with his hands a lot. And then, uh, but he's a very intellectual guy. And then uh, she, they homeschooled their kids and uh, decided like, that was one of the things they talked about was they, she wanted to be a stay at home wife and mother. That is what she wanted. And Dwayne was like, okay, I will support you in that. Um, so, and then they talked about, about that a little bit. And then they talked about some of the principles uh, that kind of helped guide them and some of the advice that they would have. And then they're going to make some more videos going forward. But that's, that's the video we're talking about was a million percent recommend checking it out. All right. What stood out to you watching the video? Because we both watched it together and we loved it. I had the opportunity to rewatch it with Jeremy, with slightly better audio. I caught a couple things <laughs> that I missed uh, before, but or got a little bit wrong before. But uh, what were your takes? Well, Dwayne is a very good storyteller, so I just enjoy listening to him tell his stories, first of all entertaining and substantive and then i mean i think that they just have a very solid outlook on life and the the journey that they are on and were on and the obstacles that they've overcome together were great to learn about and i appreciate i just i appreciated how they um you know they committed to like knowing what the other wanted from life before they dedicated their lives to each other so they got on the same page and they worked out the kinks after right um, so that was one aspect of their story that I appreciated. We both had a smile on our face pretty much the entire video. Why was that? Well, I mean, I just, I mean, I, I agree with everything that they were saying and it always helps when you agree. And then it was just a very sweet and romantic story. And I always can relate to that, even though. I mean, maybe the story is outside my personal circumstances or experiences, but I can still relate to it on a on a deep level because that's what I want for my life. Um, 
So, and all the things that he said relative to being in a marriage and when difficult times as they will come, you know, working through those difficult times and pushing through and still, you know, just determined not to give up and not to just let it go away. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I think about that all the time and my, and obviously natural course of life, when you get married, there's going to be difficult times with your spouse, et cetera. But I always take time to think about how to best mitigate those, you know, here far in advance of being married, you know, well, mm-hmm. I say far, who knows. Right. But I always, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a battle in a sense. And I sort of look at it as preparing for, for the battle, even though it's, um, I don't know if that's a very good way of describing it, but um, that was definitely one reason for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ended up, one of the things that they specifically call out is from their perspective, the importance of deciding who is when you're going to marriage uh, deciding who if you can't there are going to be things uh, supposedly in marriage you know, not that we've experienced this but supposedly according to their wisdom which i am willing to receive um, whether or not i act on it is to be determined but <coughs> they essentially uh you know when they're there are going to be things in marriage or in life where you're not going to agree totally together. And in that moment or at that moment, um, at the final moment, one of you has to be the person that's saying, this is the decision we're making. This is the direction we're going in. Um, and not in like a draconian way. They didn't mean it that way at all. And they talked specifically about mama uh, having a significant, uh, well, not, not even just a significant, but an equal voice in you know, the decisions they were making, the conversations they would have and all that sort of stuff. Um, and she talked specifically about that. So go reference her. But uh, I had a conversation with someone uh, this past weekend-ish. Nah, last last week. And they were wondering about that as, um, like, that that feels wrong, right? Like, well, what if the man is going to, like, just tell me what to do? And... I, I mean, obviously sympathetic to that because obviously there's a lot of dingbats in the world. Um, and if that's the sort of person, figure out if that's the sort of person you're marrying and then don't freaking marry them. Yeah. Um, and listen to the people in your life that are going, hey, I don't know about this dude because of this, that, or the other thing, right? So, you know, try and solve that before you get married. <laughs> um, but then second, I think the idea is, and again, I don't know what their circumstances are. I haven't run into that in my personal life, so I can speak to it but i think that you know they're referring to circumstances that are few and far between generally speaking i would think because most of the time marriage which our dad talks about all the time marriage is about sacrifice it's not about you know i get what i want and so again you know most of the if you know who knows if there were three times where that decision came down to Dwayne saying uh, let's go left not right <laughs> Um, and there's probably a billion times where that decision came down to let's go up the middle uh, on some degree or another. 
And there's probably other times where it came down to, instead of Dwayne making a decision, he just acquiesced to the way that mama was leaning. So I think that it is more about the spirit of someone being responsible for making the final decision, aka in this case, Dwayne, and two, understanding that it is not like that decision, that communication um, is not about is in deciding Dwayne's the final call uh, gets the final say or not the final say the final call if we can't make any headway uh, because we both feel too strongly about it or whatever comes down to you have to you have to define how you're going to move forward right because the thought that came to my mind is if you don't have that as a baseline or not as a baseline if you don't have that as an assumption or as a decision going into then marriage and going into a circumstances where you refuse and cannot find a middle ground, what is your answer to that? There's only one other answer, which is divorce. And they already, they agreed together. We are not getting divorced. And they specifically said their decision, their vow to till death do us part is the one thing that kept them together a number of times, or I don't know how many could have been two, but more than once in in the course of their 31 years of marriage, not recently, obviously, but you know, when things were maybe a little bit tougher and whatever in times past. And so if you've made that vow and the next assumption or the next situation is, or uh, the next application of the situation is when you can't make a decision because your disagreement you have to figure out a way to move forward. And the only way to move forward is for someone to make the call. Now, I think that that's also, again, to reiterate, I think that's a few and far between decision because it's not, the, the idea is not just like every time we have a difficult conversation, Dwayne gets to slam the hammer down, right? And that's not what they're saying. Um, but anyway, I thought it was interesting that that was something that someone specifically called out and brought up as not necessarily a concern, but they were curious what I thought and stuff like that. And it wasn't Jeremy because <laughs> I mentioned watching it with him. So just to clarify, it was someone else. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Any thoughts on like where I should tweak that uh, communication on my thoughts there? I mean, I'm no. May have to think about it a little bit more, but I think everything came across logical and succinct so yeah all right well yell at me in the comments if you want <laughs> correct me chat <laughs> and the other thing about their story that i appreciated is sort of this the traditional the traditional the traditional aspect of of their courtship and their desire for each other and I, I don't know it's just something that we're missing in our culture today in a major way is we don't have you know you don't have young women looking for strong mature men and I appreciated the dynamic that I appreciated the dynamic of their relationship in that sense. Yeah. Well, I think I want to maybe finesse that a little bit. 
because I think it's less that women are not looking for strong, mature men, so to speak, as much as there is a serious miscommunication and misunderstanding on the both the part of men and women of what that looks like or is supposed to look like. No, no, no. What that looks like, because the whole macho thing or I'm a dude or I sleep around and that's great. And if a girl does it, she's a slut. And, um, you know, I am a cool person and whatever, right. Whatever you want to come up with. I get, you know, I do what I want. I'm a slob. I'm a this and just too bad and whatever. Um, those guys are idiots and they're not, they're boys, right. They're not men. They're not, you know, strong, mature men. They're stupid. Um, and yeah, hundred percent women, leave them out of the picture, <laughs> ignore them. They want to live their lives. You know, that's fine. Let them do it without you. Um, and then I think that, uh, so I think that that's like an important distinction to make is, you know, when, when, even when we're referencing it, that's not what we're referencing. For instance, um, we're referencing someone who respects women, who uh, believes in higher standard, the highest standard of communication love of um, understanding and of um, being strong and also being um, uh, meek, which the definition of meek was something else Jeremy and I talked about this weekend. But uh, to reiterate that point, the definition of meek is strength under control. Um, it's not, uh, you know, oh, I'm just a sad little toothpick <laughs> who doesn't get off the couch or I'm a large toothpick that doesn't get off the couch. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so just to, I, I feel like that's an, an important point to make um, only for the reinforcement of the people, you know, people listening or people that might find what we're saying engaging, hopefully in a good way <laughs> is, you know, to be clear about what we're talking about, that's what we're talking about. Um, and so, uh, you know, and our parents have modeled that for us phenomenally well and a lot of people don't have that so i don't know if you have a reaction to that but no no i think that was all all good yeah because i mean i want i also want women so to speak to feel safe and to feel comfortable and to find those men i don't just want it to be this reaction to which in some cases it has been uh men are bad right it's like okay yes men and women are bad and the question is is what sort of man or what sort of woman you are and can you um and then also can you leave some room for grace 100 percent because that's that's a factor that i've been thinking a lot about lately um uh, it has to be a factor but anyway um it's, 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 to, you can't just blame the women. There are a lot of, ding, I mean, the majority of men are dingbats as well. Maybe that's the, the thing I was going for. I agree with women. Men are often stupid. So don't hang out with them. Don't give them the time of day. <laughs> no matter how much you want them to save them. Well, I mean, know. I think that's what I was trying to say when I said what I said is stop giving little boys little weak pathetic men <laughs> your time you know <laughs> that's what i was trying to say 
uh, yeah. when I, you know, so you eliminate if those people are in your life, then you should um, eliminate them. Of course, out. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you <laughs> remove them from society, yes. unalive. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, uh, I mean, just, just don't waste your time. And I don't know, you should be looking for gold, um, which, of course, you know, there is, as you said, grace and, and that sort of thing. But if if the people around you aren't growing, then neither are you probably, chances are. Yeah, which I feel like that's a an important thing to call out for people listening, right? Because, you know, we're obviously pretty strong with our opinions. I mean, not all of our opinions that, you know, we share and everything, but we hold some things pretty strongly, obviously, to people listening. I would think it's obvious. And the fact of the matter is, like, the reason we're doing this podcast and the things we come up with to say and all that sort of stuff, topics and whatnot, is because we're hoping to address that to people that are looking to find it, right? People that are looking, that it appeals to, people that are interested in it. There are plenty of other people who are going to have different opinions, different thoughts, different desires, different, you know, attitudes, different ways of communicating, even on, maybe even on the same subjects or in, uh, with the same perspectives, but different ways of communicating. Um, and you have to go find what those are, what those are, right? Because no matter what I do or what you do or what we do, we're never going to appeal to 100% of everyone. There are going to be people out there saying, no, you're wrong. You're this, you're that. And it's like, yeah, from your perspective, you're right. There are a lot of other people that might feel differently. In my opinion, that's okay. Uh, and that's just the nature of the real world that we live in. There are people literally around the corner in this same building that I disagree with fundamentally. I don't hate them. Uh, you know, it's, I smile at them. I hold the door open for them or whatever it may be. Uh, I did smash a lady's toe once, but that's because I didn't know she was there. <laughs> I opened the door. <laughs> she was okay. Um, right. But, uh, you know, it's, that's okay. And I think that's the first, I want to be clear that that's our perspective on it. Right. It's like, we have a lot of things that we hold to be true and want to communicate strongly about. Uh, we want to encourage people, but if you want to be encouraged in a different way, if you aren't encouraged by what we're saying, then we see that as being okay. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, yeah. go find someone that does, right? Because we want you to be encouraged in a way that's helpful to you. And if it isn't helpful to you, then, then move on to our, to the point you were just making, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if you want from our, what the def, what we define as good, strong men, uh, don't let the weak ones in your life move on. Um, vice versa. If you define good, strong men in a different way, or don't like men at all, right? <laughs> Whatever it is, then go look for that community and that communication that will encourage you. Uh, we definitely, I would definitely say, and hopefully everyone in the world would agree, don't spend time being angry and upset. Don't spend your energy being angry and upset with other people for feeling different from you um, and thinking differently from you because you will be angry and upset for literally the rest of your life. No matter what happens, maybe Neuralink saves us all, but you know, <laughs> uh, I doubt it. So, you know, just keep that in mind is like, that's where we're coming from. And that's why we're willing to be so strong or communicate as independently as we do it, because that's the foundational assumption and the heart of our perspective 
uh, when it comes to the communication. Right. Not to mention, we're both, generally speaking, talking off. I, I, we don't prepare anything right now, at least. So we're just coming to the table and sharing our initial thoughts and opinions. And, you know, maybe, we yeah, this of, isn't maybe a, it's maybe it's something that we thought program. about. Yeah, maybe it's something that we thought about for a while. Maybe it's something that we know a lot about. Maybe it's something we don't know anything about. So that's the other thing to keep in mind is there's maybe a high chance or probability that we didn't communicate in, you know, in the way that we even agree with because we didn't realize, you know. Yeah, how it was coming across. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and I often say that before I start sharing an opinion as often I, I don't. I'm just sharing well, the first things that come to my mind. I'm not going to stand by them in any concrete way. Yeah. Yep. No, that's a good, that's a good thought. Uh, it seems like a good place to wrap up, brother. Sounds good. Hopefully you feel better soon. Uh, but it's okay because Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the beta, starts yes. Thursday. Uh, I forgot I'm talking with somebody Thursday night. Uh, so I might have to get on late ish, but maybe it goes really badly. If I get <laughs> off early. Uh, but so anyway, no, uh, the person we were talking about when you were here. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, well maybe I'll end up going to Frisbee if you're going to do that. So I, I mean, we're talking like six 30. So my time, so like six 30, seven 38 ish, I would assume it doesn't go longer. I doubt it goes longer than an hour. Um, uh, yeah, I could probably play Frisbee for an hour and then just skip over here. Yeah. I mean, don't push your body, man. A lot of, especially if it's COVID, a lot of people, and I'll take a COVID advice. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people that have COVID or even thought they were over COVID and then went and worked out uh, even a little bit crushed their body. So don't push okay. it. Well, I mean, I won't push it. Um, Go for a walk or something. Yeah. Uh, get yeah. some fresh air for sure. But don't go hard. It is horrible for your body. So, all right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, probably most gentlemen, uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. And this was episode 18, Call of the Man podcast. You can find us on all the normal platforms and leave a like, subscribe, and uh, hit us with a comment on YouTube uh, if you feel so inclined, because we would love to hear from you. And uh, so we stopped by uh, yelling into a void, which is our fault for not advertising yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> All right, guys, have a blessed rest of your week.